Man, ain't no telling, bud. Ain't no time. Ain't no crime. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I think we better keep time our day job. <laughs> is on my side. On my yes, side. It is. I don't think you guys are getting recruited anytime soon. <laughs> it just got real. <laughs> may need a little assistance over here. Man, welcome to the episode. I'm Derek. I'm Shay. I'm Sam. Hey. Time to get real. I mean real, real. Real. Like triple real. Were you really wanting to talk about what we were talking about earlier about like the lack of encouragement or appreciation if someone leaves the brokerage? Dude, I'm down. Like at the end of the day, it needs to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, it's a business. It's a business. You know, it's a business. And so like if you... I mean, of course, my thought is, like, if it's any business, you're going to put your heart and your passion into it, mm-hmm. as you should, if you want a, a thriving business. But at the end of the day, it's it's business. So when you come into, if you, if, let's just say, you, let's just say that you you decide, I'm going to, I'm going to form a brokerage, I'm going to create a brokerage, I'm, I'm, I got, I got the license, I, I feel like I'm doing good, I'm going to create a brokerage. You got to know that when people want to come and join your brokerage, they're an independent contractor. They don't work for you. They, you oversee them, yeah. but they don't, they don't work for you. And so the tricky part is, is like you want to pour all of your, you know, you want to pour yourself into them and, mm. you know, get them spun up. You want them to be good. You want them to be successful because it helps your business. But also you want them to be successful, hopefully, that if you, if you care about them. But what happens if they leave? That's the question. Man, here's the deal. Like That is the question. We talk yeah. about this a lot, right? We've had some experiences um, within our own organization of people coming to us from other brokerages. And, and you know, probably happens, you know, I left my previous brokerage to make a change. And, um, and, I, and I think, <clears throat> Sammy, hit some great points with that. You are independent contractors. You know, there are business models out there that, you know, people are um, – hired as employees in the real estate landscape. So that doesn't yeah, apply. Sure. Obviously, you know, for we're sure. not talking about those situations. We're talking about, hey, if you're a, a real broker, a, a KW, whoever's out there in the landscape of real estate, right, like, or a mom-and-pop boutique brokerage, mm-hmm. um, I think this comes down to leadership, right? At the end of the day, it comes down to, as a leader, when you own a company, this could be real estate, this could be small business, this could be anything. When you're a leader, you have to have a philosophy of knowing that there's going to be people that walk into your life and walk out of your life. Yeah. So you're going to have people for short amounts of time, right? Those short amount of time, what are you trying to leave with them? Are you going to leave them better than they were the day before? And if they do leave, are you going to support them? Are you still going to keep your relationship intact? Are you still still going to care about them and their family? I think in a lot of ways, when we break those ties in this industry, unfortunately, I see more often than not um, the latter not actually happen. I see it to where um, team leaders, broker owners are upset. They're bitter. They, they don't want to support the other agents. They don't want to support people trying to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And 
And to me, Sam, to answer your questions, I think it, I think your question, it should be the opposite. It should be when, if you have a friend and you've done business with this person for five years, say, and you go do something that's better for you and your family, that person should be supporting you if they're your friend, right? Yeah. Outside of business, we create friendships inside the business landscape all the time, right? Well, you're going to show true colors depending on what you do. And this is what I always tell team leaders and broker owners. I'm like, guys, you never know when somebody leaves your world to go better themselves in, an, in another world. What happens if that world doesn't turn out for that person? Where would they immediately probably come back to? Yeah, It's you. Now, that's when the key's in your hand, the ball's in your court as a team leader or broker owner to either – Again, pour into that person, support them, be their corner people, right, and be their supporters, or get bitter, turn internal because you're not making money anymore off yep. of them because you're sad or upset or emotional about the decision they made for them. And at the end of the day, that's all self-reflective. That's all internal. And if I'm being honest, it's, it's, it's selfish. If I'm being dead serious, it's yep. all about because at the end of the day, if you're truly serving other people, you care more about them than you do your own needs. So whether or not your feelings tell you one thing or another, it doesn't mean it's right. Your feelings mm -hmm. lie to you all the time. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I think as a team leader broker owner, you're in a space in today's industry where 60,000 agents, we talked about this in a previous podcast, right? Yeah, Sam right. brought up some stats, national stats, and said that over 60,000 people had left this industry. That's a ton. That's Just a this lot year. of people. Halfway yeah, through the year. Halfway through the year, 60,000. And I don't think that's stopping yet. Because inflation is still high, interest rates are still high, it's still a tough market out there for agents. So here's the deal. If we could get the word out, team leaders, broker owners, like, I, I'm all, in, in, a, in a way, like, I think what we'll do after this episode, we'll probably put on a clinic. I mean, because if people are leaving the industry, how are, you, how are you helping somebody leave this industry? I think that should be a good question, too. It goes right hand in hand with what you asked. All right. Yeah. But, but I think uh, I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> because because here's here's what yeah. Write this down. Put that get the, get the pen out. Get the number two pencil out. <laughs> um, here's the here's the other side of this, which is if you were to talk to a team leader or even a broker, they would say, "Man, I poured so much time and energy into them. You know, I taught them the ropes. I taught them the best way to you know negotiate a multi multiple offer. I taught them you know <clears> so many things. I poured." All of this time and energy into them, which and I, which I could have been pouring into somebody else. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, sure. So, am. so that what kind of difference does that make? What what should the uh, team leader or broker? How is that a correct mindset, or should they have should they think about something else? Man, I think I think where it goes for me, just in in my experience, um, I started in real estate actually coming up on three years now, which is kind of crazy, but started on a team over at KW. Um, my team leader, man, an incredible person. Um, when I told him, when I had a conversation with him about taking a step back from real estate full-time, getting into the title and escrow side, because it was an opportunity I felt like was going to be best for me and my family at the time. He looked me straight in, straight in the face and said, man, if you feel like <laughs> this is going to be the best decision for you and your family, I support you 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. it, I've also been on the other end in other careers that I've been in where people have been like, sure, whatever, do whatever you want. And then I don't really hear from them. I don't feel the support. Um, but when you have that support from somebody, I feel like that's where that's a true leader. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's true leadership. And, and I love that too. Like, um, so here, here's a couple things with that. 
one to directly answer your question two of um, of I love that question by the way of like put it, putting a spin on it from the team leader's perspective right and, and how they could be upset. Mm-hmm. It starts with I hate to be this way you might not have hired the wrong, right person. Mm-hmm. If you're upset that somebody left your organization, what were your hiring steps? Did you do one interview or they referral from somebody that was already on your team or a friend? Did you actually go through the background checks? Did you go through checking referrals? Did they line up with your mission, vision, values? And one question I always tell team leaders to ask in the hiring process, because this was a failure. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. We've, I've failed in this business too, right? We, we talked about this in a previous episode, though, fail forward. And one thing I, I, I tell team leaders to do in their hiring process is, Ask those people that you're looking to bring into your organization, not just if they line up with your mission, vision, values. Where do they see? Where does that person see themselves in five years? That's what I was going to talk about, and just I keep going. Where are they like at it. in five years? Right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's red flags in an interview to bring somebody in your organization that if you're not checking those flags, if you're not aligned with your mission, vision, values, that's the biggest red flag. Second biggest red flag is how long are they plan on being there? The third red flag is if they're in your organization, <clears throat> this, and I'm going to, oh man, okay. So your question is <laughs> going to tie into another point that is so crucial and vital to a team leader making these decisions. The next question is, as a team leader, when you have that person in your world and they start showing the signs of wanting to leave, attitude will change, performance will drop, um, what are some other signs of that real quick before well, I jump back a, on it? Just a straight out conversation because here, here's what I was going to bring up as part of that interview is like if you have someone and if you have someone that you're interviewing and actually really if you're listening out here, you're thinking about you're coming into the real estate world, you're actually interviewing the broker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They're competing for you. That's how you should see it. And that's true. I mean, you're an independent contractor. You're interviewing them. But if yep. during the interview process – you know, I was pretty straightforward, and in, in when I was talking to one of my brokers that I joined, I said, my goal is to be a broker. Like, I, I see myself in five years wanting to be a broker, which, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be with y'all. I'm, I'm, yeah. I may try to break out into my mm-hmm. own business. If you're, if you're a team leader, if you're a broker, that, I, in my opinion, I'm, I'd be like, hey, I like your drive. I like your ambition. I understand where your, what your goals are. That doesn't mean I don't want to have you. I still want to. I still want to cultivate you. And hey, I'm cool with that. I always want to see you strive to be better. So, number one, I would say the other thing I would look for is just straight out conversations of saying, "Hey, I remember I told you a couple of years ago. Yep. Like my goal was to, yeah. you know, have my own brokerage. I'm really striving for that, and I feel like I'm attaining my goals. Yeah. So that's one thing that could be caught up. And then you can go from there. Like, yep. if you're the team leader or broker, you say. Yes, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's setting the expectations up front, just exactly like you said. Yep. You're having that conversation and being like, hey, and, and first of all, I, I feel like a good leader also will ask you those types of questions, just like Derek. And you guys are both saying this, mm-hmm. that when you sit down with somebody initially and you're interviewing this agent and they're also interviewing you, but when you're interviewing that agent and you're <laughs> having those conversations, you, I think it's important to ask all those right questions like, hey, where do you see yourself in five years? What are your goals? How can I help you get to that point? And for this, the time being, if you've had, if you have some crazy goals in two, three, five years from now, then what can I do for the time that I have you kind of, I guess, under my wing or under my roof, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, how can I pour into you and help get you to that point? 
I feel yeah. like that's what true leadership is. Dude, here's two yeah. points you brought it's up. A sacrifice. Let's, let's hit on them real quick. So that's the choice. That's the philosophical choice a team leader needs to make. So if you're looking at being a team leader, you're already a broker owner or a team leader, this is what you have. To, if you're having a lot of turnover, these are the questions you got to stop and ask yourself, right, is one – Am I in my current business model, okay, bringing somebody in who I know is going to probably leave in two, three, four years? Mm-hmm. Do you have to say yes or no to that? Mm-hmm. And they still have to fit within your world, your mission, vision, values for that time, yeah. right? If you go into this with, well, I can turn them and grow them over time, and then I can keep them in my world, if that's your mindset initially, that's the wrong mindset because it's not about you. It's yeah. about them. Yeah. If they tell you face value, this is what we're doing, this is my goal, this is where I'm heading – if that doesn't fit within your world, but you both could benefit by them being in your world for a period of time, great, move forward. If that's not the case, that's not the right person for you. Wish them well, give them some other resources. Because if you're going to try to keep them in that world and that's not their intentionality, you have to do two things in that moment. You have to get real with yourself and you have to say, okay, well, or what can I put in my business to keep them in this world? That's where I was going with next. Yes. Mm-hmm. What can I keep in? What can I grow my business to? How can I up our game as a brokerage, right. as a team leader, as a leader? What am I doing internally to look at our current structure? Am I am I giving everything I can to the people in my world to the, to help them stay here to where they never want to go anywhere else? And I think that would be a good response for a team leader. Would if they have someone that's a brand new agent, really doesn't know anything. But they have high expectation, high goals. They want to have their own brokerage. They, you know, you know all that. Say, hey, you know, like that's great. I think that once you see what our, what we're all about, I think that maybe in a couple of years, that I mean, it won't necessarily change. But you could fit those high expectations into what we have. Um, and let's just face it, man. Bro- brokerages they're in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. They're in they're in competition with each other with each other on what best uh, things that they can bring to the agents that come in to their yeah. organization. Yeah, right? different tools. Yep. So they always, they're in competition with each other to have the, to be the best brokerage. And so like if that's, that's going to, those tools and resources are going to change from time to time and brokerage, it's, it's up to the brokerage to maintain the cutting edge on, on the yep. best things. Yeah, that they I bring agree with people. that. And I, I also think that there is not a perfect fit brokerage for every single like there's no there's no cookie cutter right. model that's right. going to work a hundred percent for every single person yeah mm-hmm. every brokerage is going to be there's going to be a little bit different there's some differences between every brokerage that's out there yeah so as an agent if you're get, looking to get into the business what i always tell agents i actually have an agent that um he is taking his test this next week he's in oklahoma um and so we've had multiple conversations i told him as he was working on his classes, I said, have as many conversations with as many brokerages as you feel like is going to be necessary. Because you, at the end of the day, I would love to have you here over where we're at. But at the end of the day, you have to, you're working there. Yep. You have to be the one to make that final decision. And it's not based on anybody else. If you feel like this brokerage is providing you all the tools, all the resources, and providing that value that you feel like you need, especially as a new agent, Jump on board with them, whether yeah. it's here, whether it's somewhere else. And leadership's huge. I mean, you know, we're talking about team leaders, organization owners, et cetera, and some of their failures, right? Like things that we think the industry would be better for with just a slight few changes. And I think it comes down to there's people in leadership positions who 
they may have started off at another brokerage, but that's the mentality and the model they have in their head when they go to start their own brokerage, right? So when they go to start their own brokerage, they're in their own world, they're creating their own space. And I would, I mean, if you're in that mindset of like, that's what you want to do, great, let's sit down and structure out goals, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things we do as agents um, is we, when you first start this business, you figure out what's my why, what's my mission, vision, values, right? And you, you're starting to come up with, why am I doing this? What can people get behind, right? Mm -hmm. As a broker owner, a team leader, if you're going to go do that yourself and you're coming from another space or you're just brand new going to do that anyway, you should be asking the same thing, not just for your, your brokerage you're trying to create, but for the people who are going to come into that world. Mm -hmm. What are you doing in your mission, vision, values, and your why that's going to provide them an experience that they're not going to go get at a real broker, at a, at a KW, EXP, Remax, whatever, right? Like, I'm talking about mom and pop shops now, right? But like, at the end of the day, I think as a leader, you've got to constantly be growing in this space. If you get stagnant, your people are going to be stagnant and they're going to feel that. They may love you, but I promise you, whenever um, COVID happened the last two years and the pandemic and everything went nuts, people, I, I, this is 100% truth. You can look out there. People didn't care about culture. They wanted the bottom lines. They, mm -hmm. People were leaving brokerages and switching brokerages based off their bottom line because people were hurting financially. Yep. So at the end of the day, what that did was a lot of disruptors started coming into the space around that time. It's happened to us in Oregon, too, with our team up there. I was a part of a different brokerage thinking about how to change our fee structures because we had so many disruptors. Like, hey, if you pay 7000 bucks right now on a credit card, you could do business for free the rest of the year with our brokerage, right? Like, you had all these people that were just showing up in the landscape of real estate trying to grab as many agents as they could to grow a business model because they knew people were hurting. Yep. And um, and so I think as a team leader, you have to you have to constantly know what's out there. The other thing I would say is if you're a team leader broker owner, are you scheduling meetings, coffee meetings, with other team leader broker owners in your area? If you're not, I would start doing that. Because one, here's why, right? They don't. Competition, right? We already said that, right? They want to keep their secrets eternal. It's like, no, I want to hold my yep. hold my thing. Well, if you know anything about us, we're all about collaboration. So I'm like, I don't care what brokerage you're a part of. We're going to pour into you, help you out. Whether you're a team leader, broker, owner, team, you know, solo agent, doesn't matter. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm an is, open book. Well, what are some <laughs> other things that you're seeing that team leaders, like if you could like be talking to team leaders or your broker owners or people thinking about getting into that space, what are some other experiences you guys have had that you'd like to see changed and or advice you'd give? Well, I don't know if it's advice that I would give or anything else, but just another thought that came to my mind and for what I would just say to think about is like, if you have, if there's someone that's wanting to, that's talking openly about leaving or you see the attitude change or stuff like that happening, uh, maybe the production is going down, uh, it's a good time to start intervening and saying, hey, like what's going on here? Also, that's important because you can really get down to the root of the problem. Maybe moving brokerages isn't the answer for them. Maybe it's something that's going on with them that you mm -hmm. can deal with yep. to keep that person in your organization that, and you both recognize like it would be best for you to stay, but let's work through this whatever problem it is that you got going on. Yeah, I think that's just that goes along with that open line of communication. When you're in conversation and communication with the people that you're 
around, especially if it's your team leader. Like for me, if there was ever if there was an, ever an issue that I had with my team leader or something that was maybe going on or something that I saw or things that I thought, in my opinion, maybe could improve, hey, maybe we could insert some things that are going to help make this process more efficient or make it more seamless or whatever. Like it was constantly communicating with what was going on. We were always in conversation. So I think that's that's important for team leaders, especially because you're a leader, you're leading these people and encouraging them and trying to yeah. push push them towards success or encourage them towards success. Yeah, because let's say, I mean, moving brokerage is, is, isn't easy. I mean, just, it's not, and it's, uh, it's, it's work. I mean, you know, it interferes with your business. It, yep. it, it moves a lot of business. You know, it's, it's just not an easy thing. So, you know, for people to just say, oh, I'm just moving brokerages, this is just not that easy. Yeah. So if you can get down to the root of the problem, yeah. I think that would be a, that's helpful for a team leader to be able to do that. Yeah, and I, I think you, you look at this, here are a couple of questions with that too, right? Are you a smaller brokerage or are you a brokerage that has 200 agents with, you know, massive teams, massive agents? As a team leader, that's overwhelming, right? What type of support do you have in your brokerage that's around you to allow you to be in front of the people that are in your brokerage so that you can have these one-on-ones? Yep. What type of meetings are you having on a consistent basis that's not interfering with the agent's jobs and businesses? That's the other thing is you all know in this world as an agent, our time is so flexible, right? It's so mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. So how are you constructing meetings to be around your people in a way that is providing the value you're getting to the root of them, et cetera. So for example, as a team leader of, you know, eight to 10 people on my team, I had consistent weekly one-on-ones with each of my agents. And then we would have a once a month, all encompassing team meeting. And then what we would do is business planning. So um, as our team kept growing, we would want to do that like once a quarter, like business planning clinic, like let's look at the, the you know, past quarter, let's look at a quarter ahead. But the one-on-ones, you know what I focused on? It wasn't even just their production. It was how is your family life? Mm-hmm. How is your, how's your headspace? How are you doing? Like, how's your family doing? Like what have any of the goals? So I think that's the other failure in the industry is like, if we're just so focused on the numbers and reverse engineering business all day long, that's not showing people you care about them. Yeah. Sure, you can care about somebody's business all day long, but at the end of the day, like, what you'll find out more and more and more is people don't like that type of culture. So far we've touched on, um, you know, team leaders, broker owners, just failures, right? To, to really support people as they're coming into the world, leaving their world, doing it in the right way. Um, what if we started turning the conversation to maybe how a team leader, broker, owner can improve their model, their business, their culture, um, to then ultimately help retain people so that they're not having to have those tough conversations when people leave Yeah, that we see them failing at, right? What are some of the ways team leaders, broker, owners can grow, improve? What do you guys what do you guys think on that? I think it goes back to your mission, vision, values as a brokerage or as a team leader. And when you're interviewing the agents in the first place, just like we had touched on before, um, I think that it's important that you have the right people in the right places. Um, man, I, yeah. I think it, I think, I think it's it, a good start. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. I, absolutely. I think it comes back to um, modeling, um, you know, and I take this from my 
uh, coaching and teaching. Well, you talking about running uh, down, walking down the runway? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I did that. You know, my 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 PE sh- shorts and you know my tennis shoes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about showing people what it, the way it is. You know, like and you know one of the teaching 101 things is you know you model you, you model it and then you model what you want and then they perform afterwards, right? So. Yep. Um, so let's just, I'm just taking, for example, like <clears throat> you get a lead call, right? Someone got a brand new agent, doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to talk, doesn't know what the conversation should look like, doesn't know how to identify what this person's needs are and wants are. Well, how, how long are you going to let them struggle through that on their own before they figure it out before, or before they finally just say, forget it, I'm done. Right. But if you sit them down and say, I want you to sit down with me. I'm about to make, you know, 40 lead calls and then let them sit, sit with you through those. I'm just giving an example of like some modeling techniques that you could do, show them how to do it, show them how to fish and then give them a fishing pole. Dude, that's a good one, dude. Show yeah. them how to fish, give them a fishing pole. I love it. That's good right there. That's some Sam's golden nuggets right there. <laughs> yeah, right there, modeling. Good. I like that. That's yeah. good. But as a as a team leader, I had a conversation with a team leader uh, just this last week. But as a team leader, where where does that balance come in? Because as you're modeling things, as you're doing things, um, the goal of a team leader is to not necessarily be in production. Obviously, there's going to be clients and things that mm-hmm. people are helping on a regular basis. But the goal is to build it as you're building a team to really have these agents take over these certain roles so you can take a step back from quote-unquote production and spend that time that you would be in production pouring into your team. Absolutely. I think Where, there's the balance. There yes. is a balance for sure because that's a time killer, right? It, it, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like, man, I poured so much time and energy into this person. And I get it. I know. Yeah. There is a, there is a balance there because, you, 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 in my opinion, you do need to model – on how to be a successful agent and then kind of slowly let them take the reins. And if they're, man, I guess then there's the question there for a team leader is, man, I just, I keep modeling and modeling and showing and showing and showing and they just can't successfully take the reins. Well, then that's another hard conversation. But I think that you just slowly progress off modeling and let them take, you know, you're doing 90% of the work, they're doing 10% of the work, and then you're doing 80% of the work, and then you're doing 70% of the work, slowly work down, so yep. that you can pour into the next one. This industry teaches you, um, and there's other brokerages that teach you, you know, lead with revenue, lead with profit, because if you're not profitable, then you're not going to be able to implement models, systems, tools, people for support, right? So one is lead with revenue. You have to, you have to run a successful solo business yourself before you can just jump in the waters and start hiring people, getting admin, getting buyers agents, listing agents, et cetera, right? So I'm talking, this is a team leader, right? If you're out there trying to grow a real estate team, you have to lead with revenue. So you have to be successful yourself. Once you get to a certain point, you're inundated with leads and you can't take on any more leads. You're losing business left and right and your your service is going down. I would say recognize those signs early. Start looking to put either a, a person or a system in place, a tool or a system in place. If once you start growing in those ways, there, and there's different models within that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a budget model, an economic model, and that's all previous brokerage stuff. But there's also other models in the industry and space that 
you can run a showing agent model, grow them into a junior agent, and then have them as a partner on your business. And it actually increases revenue and keeps your expenses lower than some of those other models I mentioned will. So I think there's tools and systems out there for a team leader. As a broker owner, your job is to attract talent and get your business in a better position. So how do you do both of those things as a broker owner? As a broker owner, you just have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So what we're, what we're actually saying is whether you're a solo agent trying to grow a team or you're, a, um, you're wanting to get into the brokerage ownership space and lead a brokerage, Guys, this all spawns down from its simplest form of exactly what we're taught to do in real estate anyway. It's you go get the leads, you get your systems in place, you make your systems better, provide a better experience to the client. Right? Like I said, as a team leader in real estate, the client then at the brokerage level becomes the agents. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing. It, it doesn't matter which way you go. It's the same thing. So I think at the end of the day, Shay, you brought something up too as far as you know, we're talking about how to grow and evolve. How do you grow? How do you evolve? That helps with retention. You brought something up about sitting down with, with team leaders and, yep. and, and having coffee. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, man, I think the importance. So for me, I, I love pouring into other people. If I can sit down and I can have a conversation with somebody and maybe help somebody, give them a couple of golden nuggets of knowledge and um, say, hey, maybe try this in your business. But I hope because I want to sit down with people that are more successful than I am. That is my goal all the time. I don't, man, I feel like if you ever walk into a room and you feel like you're the most successful or think you're the most successful person, you're wrong (laughs) because there's always something that you can learn from somebody else. So if I sit down with people, I want to pour into people as much as I can, but in the conversation, man, I love to, I love to learn and I love to take things that are working for other people if they're willing to share that. And most of the people that I sit down with are very willing to, to do that. Um, and it's the, it's the relationships that I have with people that are, um, super, uh, I I just, just think solid, I guess that I can have those conversations with those people and they are willing to share their knowledge with me. Um, and things that are working in their business, things that maybe they've tried that haven't been working in their business, but sitting down with those people, man, I, I love doing that. So would your advice to somebody who's a team leader be go talk to other team leaders? hundred percent, regardless of brokerage. Would that advice also apply to broker owners? Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. I think it, it should, um, involve agents period. I think that if you are having conversations and a lot of the relationships that I've built over the last year and a half, two years has been on the opposite side when I was in title. Um, but those, a lot of those relationships have carried over with being in business now and alongside them. I have had multiple conversations with agents that are, as I was saying, Hey, I'm getting out of title. I'm getting back into being an agent full time where they looked at me and they kind of took a step back and were like, Oh, so you're going to be my competition now. And for me, I've never seen it as competition. First of all, there's enough business to go around for everybody. If you're doing all of the right things, you shouldn't have to focus on what other people are doing. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, that is one, one thing that I had a conversation with an agent. She told me that. She said, if, if I'm worried about what other agents are doing, about people stealing my business, then I'm not doing everything I should be doing. Word. If you focus on the things that you should be doing, then 
business is still going to, it's going to be there. You're still going to continue to get referrals. You're going to continue to get more business. Right. Your business is going to grow because you're doing all the right things. Right. You're staying in relationship. You're staying in communication with your people. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, so like there's some smaller mom and pops and I would even say the biggest, bigger brand names, right? Like we meet with agents all the time, team leaders, broker owners, even in different brokerages. Why do we do that? Because we have a heart of service. We want to help anybody in this industry we can. We, we foster collaboration That's regardless right. of the walls of your brick and mortar or another cloud-based model, regardless of your location of where you're at in the real estate space. I don't care if it's Texas, New Mexico, wherever, right? We want to help pour into people in this, in this business, in this space. That's our goal. That's, That's right. our job. Yep. And our brokerage models that very well. And so I think but the reason we do that is because when we all get together and collaborate, we have a better experience as co-agents. That's right. Then our clients have a better experience and the community wins, right? That's that's the overall goal. That's yes. the overarching goal. Right. But I think what we see too often is on the on the how to grow, I, th- I think we're seeing a lot of broker owners, they get this model in mind, they think it's the next best thing, it's the sliced bread thing, and they stop. They get their business going, they stop, and they don't grow. And a lot of those people do not meet with other broker owners. They don't meet with other team leaders. They're not trying to constantly learn and evolve and grow and see what other brokerages are out there in the landscape of real estate right now. What's Who are the up-and-comers? Who seems to be stagnant in their business? What are they doing? What are they not doing? Are people, are agents leaving that brokerage or not, right? These are all things that as a team leader or broker owner, you should be consistently having time, spending time on learning these things because what if your brokerage or the model you're trying to create fits in another model that somebody else is leaving a whole bunch of well you better stop take a look in the mirror and you better figure out what you can put in your business to keep people and retain it and make it their space that fits your mission vision and values but also aligns with keeping people retained in your in your space yep yep man that's right there's there's an agent that i know who's a team leader here in amarillo um and he literally will have conversations with his agents uh that are on his team and says hey if you as you're interviewing this was i guess post license or pre-license as they were just getting licensed um having those conversations with those agents and saying hey i want you to have multiple conversations with different brokerages different team leaders because if you still feel like this is a good fit for you to come on my team with everything that I provide, everything that my brokerage provides, I would love to have you. But if there's things that are, that I'm not doing or tools that I don't have, have that conversation with me and let's see if we can integrate that into our business model and what we're doing to make everything that I'm already doing and what we're doing as a team better. Yep. I love that. So I here's the thought too, as you're, as you're starting a business or you're starting a brokerage, maybe that's, you've got to sit down with your why, your mission, yep. vision, values, and figure out how big do I want this thing to be? How, what are the, what are my 30 year goal? Like when, at the end of this space, when I'm done with real estate, what do I want to achieve at the end of the day? And then write those things down, grow your model to fit those things. Because if you're short siding it, then you're not going to allow yourself the space to grow in a way to be like that leader's mindset. That's right. To where you can integrate things into your business. You're going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. You're going to have these barriers up in your mind, right? And that can also come from previous experiences too. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to get outside that box and be like, man, if I'm going to do this, how do I grow something that people want to get behind? How do yeah. I grow something right. that people want to be a part of? Yeah. And how do I grow not only that to where they want to come in, how do I keep them there 
And then how do I have the right attitude if they ever leave? Right? Like those are all the things that we're hitting on today. But what are some other what are what are some other things, Sam, that you got in your mind right now? Well, uh well, number one, man, I can tell you're getting all paid. Getting all passionate and into it, you get flipped it. Get his, his hats, up, yeah, his hats flipped backwards. Boy, today. come on, don't get me pumped again. Boy, come on now. Um, I think it, so. Just the thing that's going through my mind as y'all were talking about that is, uh, I learned a, a really good lesson. Um, is that um, I think a really good leader is always looking for, should be looking for his next replacement. Dude, having somebody on your bench, bro. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep, you're just there for a short time, and then you're, you're going to be gone. So you should be training, leading people and training people to take your spot eventually one day, which is going to lead to some heartache because, as we're just talking about, some people are going to leave. Yep. you got to understand that. So um, pick the right people to that you think that will take your place successfully um, and then be at peace with the, with, with the ones that choose another route. I love that, man. I think that's crucial as you're growing. You don't hire. Here's another mistake. Don't hire out of need. Do not hire out of need. If you're already slammed with business and you can't handle it, you can't focus, that means you're going to be in a pressure position to hire the first thing that comes up. Might not be the best fit. I failed at that. I've been there too. But what I will say is if you could do it in the right way and hire ahead of time, every time you hire, there's always going to be this – Fear versus faith mentality. You don't see the step, but you have to have faith that that step is going to be there, yeah. right? Because every time you hire, it's an expense, but you don't think your revenue. There's This happens to every team leader, every broker owner, everywhere, right? You get to a spot where, well, I don't want to put this person in place because then that means I'm making less money. But the reality is business-wise and sense-wise shows that if you hire this person, they technically, if it's the right person, should be actually doubling your business or tripling your business. So it depends on that's where you have the faith versus fear mentality. And as you grow a business, as you grow a team, you're at that at every level of hiring. You just have to understand that once you make your first hire, all the ones after that, I'm not saying they get easier. It's just you understand the nature of the positions now. You understand that, oh, wow, this did give me time and freedom back to go focus on these things I wanted to focus on. So I think you have to make sure that along the way, you don't let fear dictate what your decisions are to grow. Because chances are, if you let that happen, you're not going to grow. Yep. Right. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, the other thing I think that helps to um, Culture Code is a good book. If you're, if you're a broker owner, team owner, here's some kind of resources to give you, right? Like, Culture Code teaches you about culture in your business. What are some things that you need to input in your business to keep people in your world, right? Um, as far as, you know, another big one that, that you've mentioned before, one of your collaboration groups that helps, I think, in leadership in general and you planning out your day is Atomic Habits. Um, the other one is um, the Real Estate Agent Blueprint by uh, Eric Hatch and Robbie T. Yep. Um, really teaches you how to have, like, basically a SEAL Team 6, Um I actually had a broker owner tell me one time that if she could go by, she had like 30-something agents beneath her, uh, and they were the number one team in, in the entire state. And she told me, she said, if I could go back and have a SEAL Team 6, I would. She's like, I'd have four agents and one admin and myself and call it a day. And it's because that model's so profitable. Everybody's stress levels are down because everybody in that model makes a lot more revenue with less expense. And so I'm not saying that that's the model for everybody. I'm just saying there's other ways and landscapes of business to, 
to put in place. You just have to do what we talked about earlier, right? Find out what's out there. Don't be afraid to get outside of your own walls because if you're fearful that somebody might steal your secret sauce, is your secret sauce really that good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly if it's, it. Because it, that goes back to your why. Are you trying to help change the world? Are you trying to help change and impact the lives of others? Or are you just going to do it with a scarcity mindset to where you think what you have is best and you're not willing to share it with anybody else? That's collaboration versus competition. That's right. And where does competition happen? At the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. No, this is, this is good talk. I love, I love talking about especially collaboration over competition. Um, I love that we have a brokerage that is that models that perfectly, like Derek had said. But really, at the end of the day, that's our goal. This is here, especially specifically in Amarillo. We work because we're here. We're local to Amarillo. Mm-hmm. We're agents here. And so our goal, as we're having, we have, we talk about it all the time, like where our goal is to literally break down the walls and the barriers between brokerages. And we, man, we want to be like, I don't want to see that competition. I want to be able to have a conversation when I see a listing go up and I have some buyers that want to go see this listing. I want to be able to call that agent up and be like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? How's your family? How's your kids? How's everything going on with life? Whatever. I want to be able to be in relationship with those people. And hopefully it's everybody that I come in contact with Mm -hmm. to where it's, like Derek had said, at the end of the day, it's about our clients. Yep. If the agent's clients, this, the listing agent's clients are winning and the buyer's agent's clients are winning, we all win. That's the goal. Yep. It's a win-win. And that's a, that's a complete business philosophy, right? Because that's a mentality of win-win. That's a mentality of you knowing in our service industry that at the end of the day, if we do have better relationships with those co-brokers and co-agents, they're going to get a better experience. 99.9% of the time doesn't mean that we don't negotiate on their behalf and we're yep. we're slack that is that, that's that is actually right. backwards right. like what people need to understand is when you go to hire an agent if they have great co-broker relationships and people in the community are saying great things about them it's probably somebody you want to work with because chances are with their better relationships dude I'm not even joking I've had people choose our clients offers at times right and this is completely up to the seller they get to choose whatever offer they want right when i'm representing a buyer somebody will actually take our offer because they want they that person and their agent know who i am and they want to work with us because we know we're gonna do what we say we're gonna get a great level of service and we're gonna get this thing to the closing table you know yep um and so i think you know if you're a listener out there and you're looking at buying or selling I know three great people in this room right now, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that have the same heart space and mentality of, of this business that it's, I'm not saying that it's rare, but I am saying that there's, there's definitely different levels of service yeah. in our space. Yep. A hundred percent, man. I love every time that I come in contact with somebody, whether it's at an open house or just out in public, my wife and I, and uh, our two boys were driving around just a couple of weeks ago, and we pulled over because we saw some puppies on the side of the road. And so my wife was like, hey, let's let's take Nash out so he can go see these puppies. So anyways, we got out and we did, and um, I was asking him what he did for work. He told me what he did, uh, that he's a real estate attorney. And then he was like, well, what do you do? And I said, dude, I'm, I'm a realtor. And he's like, dude, that's awesome. He's like, do you know, and said the name of this agent. I was like, yeah, man, she's a rock star. Like, I want to be able to tell people that if they come into my open house or if I know the agent, 
and I know that they do a killer job, man, I'm backing them 100%. My job is not to try to steal anybody away. It's not try to try to take, quote unquote, take somebody else's business. Man, if I know that that agent's doing a good job at what they do, then I'm, I'm supporting them. I'm here's telling a, those people, you are working with an incredible agent. Dude, Stick to it. Here's another tip as a leader, as a leader, broker, owner, team leader, whatever. If you're not your agent's biggest supporters and fans, somebody else will be. That's right. Yep. So I'm saying that as a warning to you out there, team leaders, <laughs> broker owners. When you your agents are getting accolades, they're getting awards, they're doing great things, if you're not their biggest corner guy and they're in your world, chances are they're going to find another world because there's people who are supporting them outside of your space. That's right. Yep. So – I love that. I, I love this conversation of being able to, you know, how to how to keep people in your world, how to grow, how to retain, how to um, what's the right heart posture behind letting people go. Yep. Um, if you're a team leader, broker, owner, you're looking to get into that space, feel free to message us. We're more than welcome to sit down and walk you through the processes of things to do, not to do. Yeah, or to, we'd love to just sit down with you, have coffee, and yeah, let's get collaborate. to know you, collaborate, help each other out. Um, but we appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, I will just say the one thing that I will compete at is disc golf. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs>